and welcome to a very special episode of Overdrinkers, the Story Screen Presents podcast where I, Mike Burge, it me, I'm the only one that hosts this podcast, sits down with a friend or friends and talks about a movie or movies. And today we are doing uh, our final entry for now into our uh, review of 90s comic book adaptations that were directly inspired by or ripping off the success of Tim Burton's Batman. I am joined by Tim Irwin. Hello. Uh, to chat about this. Uh, I was trying to remember the previous movies that we've done. Uh, well, we started with Darkman. Darkman, Dick Tracy. Yep, Dick Tracy. Uh, uh, Batman, of course. But that wasn't one of the initial I ones guess that so. we covered. Yeah, you, you tacked it Because we did three on each one. Yeah. It was Dick Tracy... Dark Man. Dark Man. The Rocketeer, The yep. Shadow, The Crow. So we're missing one. What's the one we're missing? Uh, what was the one with Dark Man, Dick Tracy? I think that one was The Rocketeer. This is fun, right? I mean, it's yeah, easy. you can easily good. look it up. I was like yeah. really trying to rack my brain around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? What was I don't know. But one? for this one, uh, we are covering... Oh, The Mask. The Mask, yeah. of course. Yeah, yes. Uh, and again, like all of those movies very loosely connected, but there is like, the, there is this kind of connective tissue between like the look and feel of Batman, the fact that it was based off of comic book movies and like how Hollywood was trying to do them. Like we, we give explanations on like what we're doing <laughs> in the previous ones. So listen to those on this one, the final episode, we are covering the mid and late nineties entries, which are Judge Dredd from 1995 um, the Phantom from 1996 and Spawn from 1997. Correct, I believe. And of course, there are other comic book adaptations that are released in these things. You have things like Meteor Man, Bank mm -hmm. Man. Uh, there's loads of Batman and Robin coming Bone. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like yeah. a bunch of stuff that are coming out, but I felt like these three were the ones that are like the most inspired by like that kind of gothic pastel shit that they were doing yeah. the matte painting kind of like uh industrial smoky foggy city whether it be gothic or metropolitan mm -hmm. um or futuristic and judge dreads like kind of favor but also there is that kind of like with judge dread which we're going to start out with like there is that kind of idea of like well these things also need to be like 90s goofy too you know like right at the time, like, 90s Goofy was a thing, and, like, we're going to get into it with Judge Dredd, um, which was, uh, you know, sort of directed by Danny Cannon, um, who was, like, I don't know if you read too much about, like, behind-the-scenes stuff on Judge Dredd. No. Um, which I think is the best movie of these three that yes, we have today. Yeah. Um, a very flawed movie. Uh, has some really cool little tiny moments in it that I truly think are like some of the best moments in cinema. Mm. I like there's just like little things like there's this not to get too far ahead, but like there's this moment where like Sylvester Stallone plays playing Judge Dredd, mm -hmm. the titular, uh, the titular Judge Dredd who is not wearing his helmet for almost any of them. I know, that's it's, something, yeah. I mean, look, they went full the other way. Mm -hmm. He's always wearing his helmet in the comics and in the other movie, and this one, they're like, he wears it for like two scenes. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where he's like riding one of like those little futuristic moped bikes, the the, the hover bikes. Oh, yeah, like the and snowmobiles. He, yeah, and he goes, yeah, they do look like, like jet ski snowmobiles. Yeah. Uh, and they go down 
he's got the uh, super not annoying Rob Schneider uh, on the back <laughs> with him. Oh, the chase scene. Is where the chase about. scene, yeah. and they go down into like this like alleyway of like shops and a crowd and stuff. And there's this one moment where, in order to miss hitting a like a overhanging sign from a shop that's not there in real life, but in order to miss it, Sylvester Stallone just does like a little. <laughs> head nod like 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 that and it whizzes by and I'm just like that's cool like I thought that, that was again this is a literal millisecond in a movie that is thankfully only 92 minutes long they were all nice very and nice short and tight, it was very easy to punch they, these guys we were cross, we were really dragging over the finish line I felt with these three with these three I mean these were there's two in here that I was very excited to like talk about mm -hmm. and one I was excited to revisit these three are movies much like some of the other ones that we've talked about before that I had on heavy rotation at my house when I was growing up like when I was like a teenager mm. um, because this was like the big age of like direct TV order a movie mm. and record it on VHS on a VCR and then give it to all your friends and so it was just like I would just order things on my parents like credit card that was like just punched in there just like watch anything and everything record it to the point where it's like every time the credits would start on one of these movies I'd be like oh that's right I've only ever heard the first like five chords <laughs> of this song because then it cuts over to Ace Ventura when nature right, calls or something one, yeah. so I was actually listening to the songs this time and none of them are good one of them had like 90s Imagined Dragons like I forget maybe it was Judge Dredd that the final that's the one yeah. I was like I have never heard this song <laughs> in my entire life <laughs> And then I think it's isn't Marilyn Manson is the the yeah, song one. Yeah, yeah. I want to laugh. Yeah, which is in the movie too. Yeah, there are um, some really fun things to talk about with these movies. Well, so with Judge Dredd, have you ever seen this movie before? No. What'd you think? I liked Judge Dredd. I, that was definitely my pick for the, my favorite of the three. Mm -hmm. um, I thought I liked that it was a sci-fi movie as much as it was a comic book movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like it really. It, it hit the spot like a 90s sci-fi. Um, it does have 90s disease, like you were talking about, of where they have a superhero and then you don't get him doing any of that for the whole movie, you know? It is wild that Judge Dredd, you've read the comics, or familiar with what well, the comics tone is kind of like? Or I know the comics because I had uh, maybe one... Alien versus Predator comic or one Predator comic and they were on the same label and I would see like maybe there's a like a, a little like preview of a Judge oh, yeah. Dredd mm -hmm. or I was familiar with like Judge Dredd versus Predator was a thing and I saw mm -hmm. that advertised a lot in comics um, so I am familiar with like you know yeah they're, they're just cops that shoot people yeah you know? it's like a satirical like action thing that's like very like does not like cops yeah it does not like politics or people in power anything any any figure of authority kind of like the boys you know and gen v it's like any any person who's in power like oh they're up to no good man they're putting their dicks where it doesn't belong and shit not much dicking in judge dread not a whole lot of dicking in judge dread on camera right there might have been some deleted scenes. Mm, the mm. connection between Rob Schneider and Sylvester Stallone <laughs> is a strong one. Yeah. It's very possible. Like, there's some big, like, kind of... There's, there's some big, like, bare twink yeah. energy going mm -hmm. on there, if mm -hmm. I may. Which I'm not allowed, but I did anyway. <laughs> um, no, like one, like, one of the funniest things about the movie is that it's, like... It was meant to be much darker, much more violent, and much more satirical. 
by the screenwriter and the director. And Sylvester Stallone was like hot off a of demolition man. Mm, right. And it he's just like, now too. hold on a second. Yeah. We need to get some more comedy in here and some more action. Make it a comedy action PG 13 movie. Like they got the comedy and action part. Movie's still rated R. They tried to cut it down as much as they could. It's already apparently cut to shreds. And they still couldn't get it because it's still rated R because the movie is pretty fucking gruesome yeah. at some points. Like, when Judge Dredd first, like, takes out all of those guys in that room, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. they're, they're not pulling any punches. And Oh, let, while we're talking about that room, please. let's shout out James Remar. Uh, like, we, he's oh, been yeah. in a lot of these movies. He's been in a lot of them. I mean, he was, like, the go-to 90s, like, thug. He's awesome. He, he, he looks like a male porn star. I love that about him. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. I do like that. In a good way. <laughs> yeah, right. In a good way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, just like that right amount of sleaze. Yeah. Kind of like a, what's his name in The Big Lebowski. Uh, remember, uh, oh God, what's his name? Peter. It's not Peter Forsyth, is it? That's a different person. He's the guy who plays like, um, he's like, uh, he cares about nothing. And they watch the porn where he's like, I'm TV repairman. And like <laughs> slams the TV. <laughs> It's like, like there's a little sleaziness to it, but also like that charming thing where you're just like, yeah, if this guy showed up at my house with pizza, I'd fuck him. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Right. Uh, he's great in The Phantom, too, where he gets like the most to do in any of these yeah. movies. Uh, and Diana was watching that with me, and she was like, I always think about White Fang with him. And I was like, that's an impressive pull <laughs> from James Remar. Like, you usually get Warriors, one of these weird 90s comic book movies, mm-hmm. or like Dexter's Dad. Dexter. Dexter. From, wait, not Dexter's Lab, though. No, Dexter. not Dexter's Laboratory. Okay. No, no, I, I never watched Dexter. You never watched Dexter? No. That's a really good mm. fourth season, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody says. It goes on for nine more, yeah. like, but it's like it's really good tight four seasons. No, he plays like, uh, spoiler alert, Dexter's dead dad, oh, okay. who's just like his conscience, essentially. Oh. But he's in the whole show, keeps getting older because mm. it's on for like ten years. Right. Um... But no, White Fang is good. Me and Dee were talking about trying to do uh, a series similar to this one that's all about like Alaska Cold with Dogs movies. Mm. Like White Fang. Um, Balto. Balto. Balto's a good one. Was it Call of the Wild or like Iron? I'm getting them mixed up because there were a couple Iditarod movies that like I White Fang. I'm, I remember... White Fang rings a bell, but maybe I'm also thinking of another movie that was very similar. Right. I feel yeah. like there's another movie that she had mentioned that was like, oh, I always get those two movies confused. And she's like, yeah, like, and James Remar gets attacked by a dog in <laughs> The Phantom too, And she's like, ah, like a wolf. Oh, yeah, um, he has that wolf. But uh, yeah, in that, in that opening scene in Judge Dredd, James Remar is like, the main thug of all of these guys like he's just really good at being like the sleazeball that other sleazeballs would listen to mm-hmm. you know he's got like that kind of like I'm the captain of like these like bullshit people and I myself and also like a bullshit person well and their their fight was awesome where it was just like it's just two different apartment buildings shooting across the street Black like war. through their windows yeah. <laughs> great, so great shit <laughs> um and then uh you get the introduction of not Sandra Bullock, yeah, uh, Diane Lane, yeah, um, who is essentially playing just a slightly smarter version of the Sandra Bullock character from Demolition Man. No offense to that character, but the whole point is that she's kind of like aloof and unaware. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it is insane, like the similarities between these two movies and how closely they came out. Yeah. And how you can definitely see that one was kind of informing the other as far as like what Sylvester Stallone was trying to change to it, to do to it. Do you know who was supposed to play Rob Schneider before he got cast? No, but Joe Pesci. Wow, that would have been amazing. that would have been a wreck, man. That, I, I think been... originally too, like from all like the trivia and articles I read on it, um, the, the quote unquote research on Judge Dredd mm. that I was looking at in a coffee shop, <laughs> and people were looking at me over my over my phone. Um, it was supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I think that uh, Christopher Walken was supposed to play Rico. Really? Can you believe this shit? Rico? Well, I guess, I, you know, if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Christopher Walken, that would kind of make sense because it does kind of, like, if one was, like, the buff brother and the other one, like, was the frail brother. Sure. That would work that, for them. Yeah. I mean, I always thought, wouldn't it be fun if we found out that Rob Schneider's Fergie was also, like, the <laughs> third clone? And just like, oh, it just didn't work out with him. Like, oh, it just kind of made him, like, a weakling. Well... I love his his brother in this. It, like Rico is so funny because he talks. He's doing something with his voice to sound like, yeah, like like Stallone. Mm-hmm. Where it, it, like it makes sense to be like if if Stallone sounds like this, what would his brother have to sound like as it like as, like in a, in a lab mm-hmm. together? You know, and um, Armando Sante is just like them with those the fake contacts. Like, they just give all these guys, like, uh, Christopher Plummer, too, is supposed to play, like, the quote-unquote, like, the biological father, so to speak, Uh of them, like, where the DNA was, like, derived from. They all just have these, like, Daniel Craig glistening blue (laughs) eyes. That with Sylvester Stallone, I feel like it actually makes it look like he's trying way harder than he is to, like, act good. Which I think Sylvester Stallone is a a fine actor for Mm. certain parts, like... What he's doing in Demolition Man and in this movie is very different than what he's doing in something like Rocky or even Creed. Mm-hmm. And he's good in those movies and he's good in these movies. It's a different... Yeah. It's a different, like... He's got the cornball turned up a little bit. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like a different input-output kind yeah. of setup. It's like, oh, no, no. This one's kind of being filtered through something a little bit more sincere. But in this one, like, there's that... In Judge Dredd, there's that scene where he's, like, talking to the cadets. And he's just like, and you will be alone <laughs> at night. And this will be the only companion, the law. This is what I expect. And you're just like, that's like, he's throwing a little bit of, a little bit of sauce on this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am the law. I don't apologize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I knew you'd say that. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. That's the same thing with like, I don't think Spawn has it. Because Spawn's too busy just with John Leguizamo just, like, fucking every moment of <laughs> silence in that fucking movie. Uh, but The Phantom also has something like the I knew you'd say that running bit where it's just uh, like, yeah. oh, no one can refuse The Phantom. Yeah. Oh, no one says no to The Phantom. Ugh. No smoking in the Skull Cave is also great. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get to The Phantom. Um, what else is going on in Judge Dredd? I mean, uh, you get... You get the... Um, Judge Dredd eventually, like, it's, uh... The movie has nothing to do with Judge Dredd being a judge. Nope. Uh, he's essentially a judge for the first, like, eight minutes of the movie, and then is, uh, sad for a moment. Uh, he's framed for the murder of, uh, a reporter. Dredd, no. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And is eventually, uh, sentenced to prison, 
uh, his plane crashes and he is like joined up with Rob Schneider, who he had previously judged to go back to prison for like five years. Uh, the movie oddly opens up on Rob Schneider as if he's the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, but he drops out for long periods of time. I am, yeah. pr- But I'm pretty sure Rob Schneider is in this movie more, if not equally, to Sylvester Stallone. Hmm. Because for the last half of the movie, they're in every scene together. True. And he's in the opening for like a good That's six true. minutes before Sylvester Stallone shows up. Yeah. So it, it, Sylvester Stallone might be a little bit over, but it is funny that they're so close. Right. And that the movie's called Judge Dredd and not <laughs> Judge Dredd and Fergie. Um, fun fact too, Fergie in the comics is, uh, he's more of like a, like the big boss of, um, I can't remember what, it's called like Undertown or Undercity or something like that. Okay. It's the original city that like they put a mile of cement over and built Mega City on top yeah. of. Um, and he's supposed to be like, he's the big guy down there like he's like yeah the kingpin essentially uh the top dog uh (laughs) and in this he's just like eat recycled food uh they end up crash landing in a place that's run by a family that was giving me big tim Irwin energy uh the angel the angel family right i I think they're called the angels they're cannibals they're cannibals yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that fight's really funny because it ends like five times yes (laughs) it does keep it Yeah, and that's like what's his name is in there um uh from train spotting and uh what's his name? Uh Ewan Bremner. Is he the he plays, no he plays Junior. He oh. plays Spud in Train Spotting. Um the Android guy is just played by like Big Boy. Like yeah. his name's Christopher Adamson. He's got like a Captain America helmet. I know oh, I like that. He does, funny, he does yeah. way before they even got it. And it's like there's like a there's uh what's his name plays like uh the the papa uh i had him pulled up here um da, 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 great audio i can't find it anymore they must have like moved him down there um but it, like essentially it's just like all of a sudden there's this new version of like the movie that you get thrust into because they go to like the wasteland kind right. of thing from the city and you're just like, well, what's going to be out there? And they're just like, there's just this one family. Yeah, just one guy. Just this one family that's just like, they're eating folks and stuff like that. And they talk with like southern accents yeah, for no like, reason. Yeah, a weird like biblical thing. Yeah. They're on some weird... I, they, I just... I, like the whole... <laughs> the movie's about Judge Dredd and the city, but it's like, no, we need to take... We need to take you this get him out. 45 minute long detour of him in the wastelands not wearing his cool outfit, you know. Just for him to end up back at the city, like it's... Don't get me wrong, like the journey of it, like it, it makes sense on paper, but like at the end of the day, you're like, this isn't Judge Dredd. And even like I think the creator came out and he was just like, look, I think the movie looks really cool. I think they did a great job on translating like how... The thing looks, but not how it feels or what it's about. He's like, that's not Judge Dredd, even though Sylvester Stallone is perfectly cast. Yeah. Well, this is this is Judge Dredd two. Mm-hmm. Is what right? Yeah. This, this is, is like the second, second adventure that he would go right. on. Where the like, first movie, you get Judge Dredd being a judge and mm-hmm. shooting people, and then the second movie is, oh, Judge Dredd got framed. No, he's, he's not going a rogue. Judge. Yeah. It's the classic Bond thing. Yeah. Like the second one, he's always got to go rogue. Right. Um. And uh, the. They escape those guys, go back to Mega City. There's a great bit with like a fire 
tunnel oh, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, Christopher Plummer shows up and gets killed and reveals that like Rico's like a clone. They're clones and they're brothers and they go back over there and he's try- Rico's been trying to make clones and stuff. There's a bad judge. Rico's got a small soldier uh, robot. Oh, that's right. That looks a- an awful lot like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It does, yeah. It's got like the chin and like... Well, I, th- I thought he looked like a small soldier's guy. Oh, like the, um, uh, uh, what are those called? Like the Commando Elite? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. The, even that movie, yeah. The, uh, when the, the, what's his name? Judge Griffin is played by, uh, uh, Jorgen Prochnow, uh, who is just like this phenomenal, like, German actor who's in, like, things like, uh, he was in Dune, um, in the Mouth of Madness. He plays, like, the, uh, the, like, the Sutter Kane characters, like the Stephen King bad guy. Uh, just a dude that's been in, like, loads of movies that we've covered on the cast in the past and is just a... Oh, he's still alive. Thank God. Wow. I was like, please, a don't. Treasure. I mean, he's also, like, he was in uh, Das Boot is probably, like, one of his biggest claim to fame. He was the captain in that. He plays, like, a bad judge mm. who's, mm-hmm. like, you know, crime has gone too far. We need, like, a reset, and he's the one that orchestrates getting Rico and everything. Um... Yeah, and then they have a fight. Gets his arms ripped off. He gets his arms ripped off, legs, necks, head lasts. I don't <laughs> want him to miss a thing, anything. Um, I have seen this movie so many fucking times. Like, at each of these movies, when they started up, I was like, ooh, I remember this. Like, popping in the, 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 like the, the VHS, like the bootleg, and just being like, let's, let's go. Here mm-hmm. we go. Um, they fight in, like, a room that is made of tinfoil. Mm-hmm. Um, with a bunch of uh, clones that look uh, like uh, extras who are very uncomfortable. Uh, and then they fight. And then he beats him by uh, just uh, pulling on him. Yeah. He just pulls him. Well, you know... It's <laughs> he, not... just, he just pulls him off. The, like, don't stand that close to the left. I don't know. It's funny, too, that it's like it's a evil twin brother with Stallone. Because he just did that thing for Amazon. Where he had an evil twin brother. <laughs> It would have been funny if Sylvester Sloan played both of them. Yeah, yeah. And, but was still so stupid that he didn't know that they were twins, that they were brothers. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was my brother. He's like, he looked just like you. He just talked a little differently. Uh, yeah, he just pulls him off. Diane Lane. Uh, because there's an evil girl. There's an evil girl. So Diane Lane, the good girl, fights the evil girl. Uh, Rob Schneider hacks the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger robot. Mm-hmm. Who that Arnold, the Arnold Schwarzenegger robot looks like it one taps everybody. Like if you get shot by the Arnold Schwarzenegger robot, you explode. Yeah. Except for Rob Schneider, who gets one in the gut and is like, "I'm okay." He's absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, I sent you that video of Rob Schneider like eating <laughs> absolute shit. Yeah. I read deeper. Like he was like going down a staircase, uh, like in a shot, and he just like eats so much. Like, shit. He, like that's like three stairs. He he falls. It's insane. Like, face they first. Right on his face. Yeah. I, I found out that was the first day of shooting. <laughs> I was like doing more research, and if what I read was correct, that was like his first day on set, uh, which is pretty great. Yeah. And then like I was reading more stuff that Rob Schneider has said about the movie, which is not that much. He did say too during like the fire scene that they put like triple the amount of needed fire resistant gel on the back of Sylvester Stallone, but Rob Schneider got none. <laughs> I thought that was good. I just kind of like that they were just like, you, whatever. Right. We, like, we don't really want you in here, but the studio says, the studio we need says to you need to be here. Yeah. He hasn't said you can do it yet, so they're like, who is this guy? 
I mean that that's when he really pops. Right. Like, right. It was water. Oh, water. now you get Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. Mm-hmm. We've been really trying to figure this out. Right. Was he on SNL at the time? Had to be. Yeah. I can't imagine any yeah. other reason why they would have popped him in here, even yeah. for like for this large of a role. Um, and Rob Schneider is notoriously, unfortunately, one of those people that was just like eating the leftovers of movies that were made for Chris Farley. That were just like, they had a lineup of all these movies and they're like, he's going to be Deuce Bigelow and like, he was going to be Shrek and they gave it to Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these movies. Um, but yeah, that's Judge Dredd. You got anything else on Judge Dredd? Um, no, I think, yeah, I, 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 I covered it all, yeah. Fun movie. Again, yeah, like, that was I, my favorite of the it, three. It looks really good. Yeah. Like, you kind of can't deny... Like the over the top violence, some of the one liners are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Even though Rob Schneider's a little annoying, once you watch Spawn, you're kind of like, well, that could have been way worse. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> and both this and Spawn have different version of like the late 80s, early 90s comic book grimdark sort of yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. And they do it. I, I Judge Dredd does it really well. It is ridiculous, you know, like when, when, Here's Tim's gun corner. Oh, when yeah. when Sylvester, when the guns are like as big as Sylvester Stallone. Yes, like that's that's very funny. That's ridiculous. Good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. But he just pick, I I love that one gun that just looks like a big um, PVC pipe yeah. painted silver that he just like and you're like I feel like that thing would hurt your arm. Those those are like some real classic '90s sci-fi like uh, production design. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's the 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 automobiles that he drives. The, exactly, I do love the um, the the like the is it the law giver? Is the name of the gun? Oh, his, his oh the the pistol. The gun, yeah, the pistol yeah. that they have, like the lawgiver Mark Ten or whatever it is, uh-huh. where it's like you can tell it yeah. what you want to. Like when you're a kid, hey, Siri. <laughs> exactly. What, yeah, exactly. When you're a kid and you're like playing pretend like fights, you just like. Grenade, yeah. <laughs> uh, double whammy. When he gets mad because the younger judge at the beginning gets shot, and he's just like, uh, he's like muttering, and that's way only Sylvester Stallone and I guess Clint Eastwood can do, where he's just like, rapid fire, full auto, and it's like full auto, and it's got yeah, it's good stuff, and like that that that's just the type of thing that you would like as a kid. Grenade, yeah. boom, blam, everything's blowing up, uh, like the ultimate weapon. It's got mm-hmm. anything in it, mm-hmm. you know. You could like say something, and it'll just like pop up, and it, like the voice that comes back is good. That that stuff's good. I liked uh, I liked the uniforms too. Like the judge uniforms were really good, and I would say I watched. I don't know if you want to talk about it on the yeah. show, but I watched Dread, the the twenty twelve one. Yeah, and I kind of liked the ninety five uniforms better than the modern one. It's got more of a. Do you know who designed? The, the, the comic book ones? No, yeah, or the, uh, who designed, like, uh, he worked, uh, Sebastian Stallone worked with Versace. Really? To design the <laughs> That's awesome. One. And, like, that's never something that you would imagine. And then when you hear it and you look at the costumes, you're like, oh, yeah, that does look like a shirt. Like, when he zips it up at the end, you're like, that thing looks pretty fucking comfortable and sleek. Well, I like the big eagle on the side because that's something that I remember from the comic books. I remember like the like the detail of the eagle on the one shoulder yep. being like a whole pauldron mm-hmm. and then they had the badge on the other side and I just remember like the way... The badge were, looks really cool. Yeah, the way they would ink those is very distinct. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked the way that 
in the in the newer one, they don't really have that. They sort of modernize it a bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the newer one is very much like I haven't seen that one for a little bit. I wanted to try and rewatch it, but then also like I was just like watching these movies and just <laughs> having a blast. Uh, I, but like I remember that one being like you know it's much grungier mm-hmm. like on purpose and Carl Urban's great in it. Uh, I like the sidekick, uh, the girl, and I forget what who who she is though. Uh, oh, who plays like the 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 Hershey character? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like I think the character's name is like Anderson or something like that. Is like the actual like she's psychic. Like a psychic. Yeah, she's like yeah. a peacock mm-hmm. sort of. And wasn't yeah. that is it? It's not Olivia Wilde. No. No, it's what's her face from um, uh, Olivia Thrillby. Yes, uh, Olivia Thrillby from. The Wackness is what I really know her from. Oh. She plays. Uh, have you ever seen The Wackness? That what is that? It's that. It's a uh, Josh Peck. It was like his first big movie after like when he grew up from Drake and Josh, and he plays like uh, a weed dealer in New York City during the heat wave in the nineties, oh, and like graduating high school. Great fucking hmm. movie. Hmm. Super can break your little heart <laughs> if you want a good cry. Um, but yeah. Uh, Judge Dredd, moving on from that, I mean, we can always bounce back and stuff like that. Did you want to say anything else about regular uh, regular Dredd? Uh, no, they just never should have given them After Effects. It's just the super slow mo kind it, of well, thing. It's just like there's a lot of stuff that like looks really deep fried and just like it was 2012, so like filters That's were the, big. They were like filters were huge. Yeah. It's like things that eventually would become so silly and funny. Back then, they were like, look what we figured out how to do. And we were like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> That's like we'll we'll talk to we'll talk about it with Spawn where Spawn is just like like overflowing with like look what we figured out how to do in the movies and you're like did yeah you just figured that out yeah right I can tell yeah I mean this is the pinnacle guys it's not gonna get better than this and there is that kind of like amazing divide that was like before Star Wars Episode Mm One in 1999 which like revolutionized how CGI can look. I feel like people forget about like the bing bang boom of that and then Gollum in 2001. Yeah, people were like, Gollum was huge. Whoa, like, yeah. look at this. I guess Gollum was more 2002 because that's he's more in the second one. Right. Um, whereas like before that, it was like, you know, sharks were just coming out and like eating Samuel L. Jackson and mm-hmm. we were barely seeing them. But Samuel L. Jackson just looked like a cartoon character getting wiggled around. Um, but we'll get there. The Phantom. Yeah. Okay. I'm very excited to talk about this because I knew you were going to like Judge Dredd. It's got big Tim Irwin energy, the whole angel family and everything. (laughs) The Phantom, though. Um, So The Phantom is one of my favorite, was one of my favorite movies growing up. I watched this movie all the fucking time because I just thought it was super silly, super fun. I love Treat Williams' bad guy. Like the idea, the whole scene where he uses the uh the microscope to kill the librarian oh yes yeah fucking excellent <laughs> he's got his glasses like guess you won't be needing these <laughs> um fantastic shit i watched this movie double featured last night with diana uh i watched it double featured with bottoms yeah so a little bit of the movies are bleeding together which are two great movies to kind of bleed together in my immediate memory um, where I was almost like, yeah, Charlie XCX does the uh, score for the Phantom <laughs> before she was born. Um, uh, yeah, uh, we talked very briefly about the Phantom just because I feel like you were extremely blown away <laughs> yes. by its ha- by its honkiness. Yeah, 
Uh, talk to me about the Phantom. Uh, man, it's a real honker. Yeah. This is really... Well, I think the biggest thing that, like, Billy Zane has no juice, I feel like, in this movie. Which he should. Yeah. You see him with his shirt off in that one scene? Yeah. You're like, he's he's he, such a hunk. It's he crazy. He pumped for, like, over a year Yeah. to get that without telling the producers. And the producers had built a suit that had, like, the fake... Like muscles and everything, kind of like the Batman suit. Uh -huh. And then but they were like, by the time he got there, they were like, oh, we don't need that. Which, in hindsight, I'm like, actually, I think he kind of did. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's a, the, the suit. The suit looks really good in and of itself, in that it's like for '96, like a like a lycra suit with like a print on it, mm -hmm. like that was. It's really cool. It's. It's essentially like an underwater swimsuit, yeah. which could look so fucking bad if you didn't do it right, but they do it right. But then Billy Zane also looks really good, but then you put them together and it looks bad. It looks bad. Re really bad. Anytime he's like anywhere over, like just chest to head, chest to head looks like okay. I, I, like the mask is still a little his weird. His face looks oh, really his face bad. Is, <laughs> it gets so puffy as soon as he's in that thing. It it's does so get crazy. And it's got that classic, like, the black, yeah, like, the, the... What's the word for that? There's, like, just, like, the grease, like, yeah. eye shadow mm -hmm. uh, that they have on it, which there's some scenes where he has to come out of water that you can tell that that is not water-resistant, and it is going into his eyes, and his eyes are, like, blood red, and you can tell, like, oh, this has to be, like, the eighth take, and he's miserable. <laughs> um... Yeah, Billy Zane has, like, uh, no juice going on in this. Mm -mm. Um, I sent you the article, or the, the headline of the article, but it more or less kind of defines itself, where this movie is based on a script that was written a few years prior by Joe Dante and another writing partner that was meant to be kind of like a comedy satire. Like, it's supposed to be not, not necessarily like a send-up, of like 90s comic book movies like the ones we've been talking about in the way that Austin Powers is a send up of James Bond it was more just like just like a fun little comedy that's just kind of like poking fun at what we're doing and like how silly all these tropes are and it was like said absolutely not sat and got dust for a few years and then some producers dusted it off and went oh we'll make this but nobody realized that it was supposed to be a full on comedy and they pretty much shot it completely straight uh, didn't really change all that much. And I think that once you know that, that is like the secret mm. like key that unlocks this movie where you're just like, oh, this is bananas. And it's like something that was supposed to be intentionally campy was played so straight that it becomes campy into, into and of itself yeah. in a completely different way that's kind of mind-boggling once you think like, how did they not realize that that would be... Like when the dog barks to the horse and they communicate to each other, the wolf barks to the horse and then they run and like chase it. Or like, like Catherine Zeta-Jones, I think was the biggest where it's like, she's like, why don't you kiss me, sailor? You know, like, like that, when you realize that that was like, just not real, that was all supposed to be like fake and put on. Like, oh, oh yeah. I get it now. That makes a little bit more. How, I love to like how she gets turned in the movie where it's like. It's like immediate. It's where she's just like, how, what is wrong with you? Don't you care about anything? And she's like, like what? He's like, why don't you figure that out? And then that just gives her an existential crisis. Like the most basic, like, like fourth grader stuff. Like what's the matter with you? What is the matter with me? What is the matter with me? Oh my God, my life is a lie. Us girls got to stick together. Feminism. 
Even if I can't have the Phantom. I mean, there is that whole bit at the end, too, where he's like, oh, I can only reveal my identity, you know, <laughs> to one person, the person I intend on marrying. And Diana's like, Catherine Zeta-Jones is right there. She's <laughs> right up the beach, like 20 feet. She can see his face. She met him. She knows who he is. And I'm like, well, he can, he can, he's keeping his options open. He can marry either one of them. Well, in the, the bait and switch of, like, the intro of the of the idea of the phantom and the chinese uh like pirates oh the same dynasty yeah. yeah and then realizing that the phantom that you see is like seven generations after that or like four yeah. or five generations after that mm-hmm. that confusing I, yeah i did not is realize he, that until diana said she was late. like wait so was that his dad that was the no boy? it was like his like, grandpa i was like no it's great like, grandpa like, it's like it's great great he's like because they're like, oh, he's been around for four centuries. And I'm like, oh, so there's probably been like seven or eight of them. They're like, no, I'm the 21st. I'm like, you guys don't last too fucking long. <laughs> Even though his dad died at 60 years old. Well, and is and imagine the Phantom. He's 60, <laughs> and he's partnered up with James Remar to like go investigate something. But he's wearing that suit. Do they have different suits? That's what I wanted to know. Like, mm, do they right. kind of dress a little different? Well, like, well, is the suit magic? I don't think so. It's, I mean, the ring is magic. The ring's magic. Uh, and and for, for so much mysticism in the whole setup of it all, there's like no powers except for the ring. The ring. And he's good at like bullets not hitting him. I guess. Yeah. Uh, he never really gets shot. No. He stabbed like a little bit. Right. Well, well, at the beginning, he stabbed a little bit. <laughs> but even they, they make it seem like he's invincible, but really he just has like a, a, a slave that fixes him up. That's it. Yeah. 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 Right. You know? And he doesn't like it either. Yeah. Like, Stop trying to like <laughs> help me survive. I'm annoyed by this. <laughs> well, I guess what I was saying is that it's confusing that he is that that interesting is confusing because then he's like oh i know the love interest i know this woman we met when we were kids or something mm-hmm. right which i was like where did that come from where was that they just mm-hmm. told me that yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah I, they kind of like uh give pieces of information out of order yeah where it's like you don't find out that he was born on the island and then was educated and raised in America until his father died until after he has already like got saved Diana Palmer. And like, you're just like, wait, so how does he, where did he get the guns? Yeah. And you, you have all these questions. Right. Cause I thought he was the kid they, on the island. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. They do answer, but they answer them out of order in a way. And up until like the very end of the movie where it's revealed like, yeah, there's been 21 of us. I'm like, this is something that should have happened at the beginning. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain that it did. And that they just like cut yeah, it. And then they just like put all the dialogue, like 80 yard at the end to like explain it. Um, it's a real goofball movie. Mm. Uh, Treat Williams is in it and he is phenomenal as Xander Drax. One of my favorite lines in any movie ever, good old hyperbolic Burge. Uh, one of my favorite lines in any movie ever is Xander Drax. X-A-N-D-E-R-D-R-A-X. Xander Drax begins and ends with X. Which you're just like, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Somebody wrote that, Treat Williams memorized it, and they shot it at least once. Put it in the movie. I love it. Um, I think that Treat Williams in this movie might be the only one who's really in on the pulpiness of what it is. Mm-hmm. 
I saw an amazing letterbox review. I can't remember who it was from, so just consider this stealing. Um, where they were just like, I wonder if Tony Soprano would like this movie. Because I know he likes only a little bit of pulp. <laughs> uh, which I don't know if you're familiar with that meme or like that scene from The Sopranos. But it's, it is that kind of thing where this movie, whenever Treat Williams is in it, you're just like, this is like the campiest, pulpiest shit. This is working. And then as soon as he starts interacting with the Phantom, you're like, is it too much? Too much? <laughs> like when he shows up at the museum and he's like, I'll take that. Thank you. And like they put in like the, the, the bag starts smoking and he opens it up and he's like, it's happening here and now. And it's like shooting lasers around, which I guess is the most destructive force in the world. <laughs> Two lasers. Yeah. Uh, becoming one. Um, he's like just so over the top. Uh, he seems to understand how silly what they're doing is, but Billy Zane, like, I really do think that Billy Zane is taking this shit very seriously. Maybe to the point where he's like, this is supposed to be his big break, mm -hmm. which it kind of was. Uh, and I texted you too. I was like, there is an argument to be made that this movie cost him the supporting actor nomination for Titanic that he would have gotten the following year. Just because everybody, especially now in like in hindsight, remembering back, you're like, Billy Zane's amazing in Titanic. He's mm -hmm. such like a he's such a believable scumbag bad guy that you could kind of see why he's just good looking and charming, quote unquote, enough that you could understand why Kate Winslet's character would be involved with him in the first place to a degree, which is hard in some movies where you're like, you know, where there's already a boyfriend or a husband and they've been together for years, and she, but she, she's not sure if she wants to get married. You're like, why did you even end up with this right. guy? You know, like the Wedding Crashers thing where Bradley Cooper and that is like a complete douchebag. I'm like, why did you, how did you even meet this guy? <laughs> um, there is like an argument to be made that like the bad taste that was still in everybody's mouth from The Phantom, which in 97, the year with Batman and Robin, was like reinvigorated by... Uh, Batman and Robin happening and people being like, oh, superhero movies are over because there's this one. I remember that one with Billy Zane mm. while Titanic's in theaters. And right. I was like, do well, you give it to him? And I remember the Phantom was like, had a huge push, a huge, huge. media campaign I, behind I, it. I sent you the Got Milk. Uh, yes. Ads. Yeah, I had the Got Milk. I remember like, I remember seeing the rings. I remember like there was like a Happy Meal toy mm -hmm. or a Burger King thing. I remember like the skull ring was like a big thing and Slam like evil. seeing his seeing the purple suit and like the two big guns like on t like commercials and like promos and stuff. It was huge. Yeah, and just like I remember wanting to see it, but my parents were like, "No." And then mm -hmm. yeah, and then I uh, mean, it is Paramount, so there is kind of this. Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of vibe mm -hmm. to it, which the movie really is Raiders of the Lost Ark, if you think about it. Yeah, like, kind true. of, like, beat for beat. Um, you know, and like, and the beginning opens with, like, a very clear Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of, like, um, misdirect, where if you didn't know what movie you were watching, you would think that James Ramar might be, like, the main character for a moment, because, right, yeah. like, he's, like, given this kind of Indiana Jones kind of semblance and then he starts talking about like I killed somebody and you're like oh wait who's this he's a bad guy he's wait, a bad guy yeah he's got a little spiderweb tattoo I want that tattoo that's a fun <laughs> one um yeah and I guess like uh Diana Palmer played by um Christy Swanson who is the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer okay from the movie 
so she's not having a great time right now. Uh, because while I think that both those movies are really fun and good in their own way, this one and Buffy the Vampire Slayer OG, um, uh, critics and audiences at the time did not. Hmm. Uh, and they did not like her. And I feel like she pretty much went away shortly after this. Damn. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's like this movie kind of destroyed the careers of everybody involved in it to a degree. You know, like, it's the same thing with Batman and Robin. It's like, did this destroy Uma Thurman's career? Yes. Until she did Kill Bill. It took like five or six years mm-hmm. for her to bounce back. Chris yeah. O'Who? He's gone after Batman and Robin. Arnold Schwarzenegger essentially stopped making movies. He had a couple more in him, but they weren't really that well. George Clooney is the only one that really got out of mm-hmm. it. Scott Free. And even that was just because he was still on ER. So right. he could kind of be like blameless and everything. With this, it's just like Billy Zane's career is like not the same anymore. Treat Williams goes pretty much to TV directly after this. Uh, Chrissy Swanson is never heard from again. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, she does okay. She does okay because she is one of like the most charming part. Kind of like with George Clooney in Batman and Robin. She's one of the more charming, popular faces right now. I think she had just been in like... This is right before The Mask of Zorro. Yeah, that was the other one I was thinking of. Right, where, yeah. Where, where it's like... it's That one's also got the same kind of pulpy... Mm-hmm. thing but that she's doing but more. does it a lot better yeah. because fucking directed by Martin Campbell a man who understands pulp <laughs> um, except well I mean the thing about Martin Campbell have we talked about Martin Campbell before Martin Campbell direct, did Mask of Zorro uh, GoldenEye okay uh, he also uh, directed Casino Royale the first mm. uh, Daniel Craig so he did like the first Bros and then the first Craig he, I, he's a phenomenally good um director of like things like pulp and things that should be maybe a little campy but like elevates them but he also did green lantern oh afterwards yeah. because he's getting older mm. like i don't want to blame that on his age the man was i think like 70 years old when he made green lantern i'm like that's not fair why did you let him do that <laughs> elder abuse and it's like i want to have like the hot take of like you know who should direct the first installment of the next bond is martin Campbell because he did the last mm. two he kicked him off just right wouldn't it be great? Like, he's still alive. He's still working. Like, can he just do one more? And you're like, have you seen the last five movies that Martin <laughs> Campbell has done? I'm like, fair. Um, but yeah, uh, The Phantom's pretty much just like high high seas adventure. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's an adventure serial. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a throwback. It's like um, it's like the other one. What's the other the one with Baldwin? Uh, the Shadow. It's like The Shadow. It's, it's, the same it's thing. a lot like The it's Shadow. It's a lot of Orientalism. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, like, old school pulp serial. Uh, it was probably a radio show, I would imagine. At one point, most yeah, likely. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. It's, uh, there, oh, I was trying to remember. It's the... The same with The Shadow and The Phantom. It's kind of like they have... They both have guns. They yep. both have the dual guns. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a really funny thing that in the 90s, they were like, who's got two guns that we've <laughs> had already? Because we got Tomb Raider and all of that yeah. stuff. Like, give, them, give them two guns. Nick Cage and Face Off, two guns. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, like, whereas, like, the one, one thing about The Phantom that is kind of funny, that seems like, especially in 1996, they didn't get... Uh, is that there's no origin story, really. They literally come up with a... There's a title card that's like, for those that came in late. (laughs) And then gives you just like a quick minute of like, there was a boy 
His ship got attacked by pirates. He saw his dad get killed. He washed up ashore. A tribe got him. Ooh, no, are they going to kill him? Absolutely not. They gave him a ring, and he will be known as the Phantom. Get into the moon. <laughs> like, they kind of avoid an origin story in that way, in, like, the funniest way, where, like, that is making fun of origin stories, where it's like, they're all so simple, you can get them over like that, but this movie's just, like, dramatic. <laughs> just show the horror of the situation <laughs> you're just like orphaned what are you doing and that confuses you for the rest of well, the movie because you're like wait who is that confusing me at the end of the movie because then they fight some fucking pirates at the end and I'm like are those, they look like they're the same pirates but they're not we're like how are there still pirates what have they been doing in there yeah, the whole time right is it like and, and it's like weird enough that like I could see like with the source material I would like Oh, these are people that exist outside of time in a magic cave. You know, like yeah, they're, just, they're just yeah. bros. They're just high. Yeah, they're One just of their names is Toby. <laughs> Although favorite bit of the movie is that guy getting shot with the cannon. That Great was incredible. Shit. When that like so, <laughs> I've said it before uh, on multiple episodes. Diana, my partner, is one of the funnest per- people in the world to watch movies with. She's very vocal. Not like in a way where she's talking over the movie, but she's very reactive to things. Um, and when they go into the cave, she's just like, who, why are there torches? What the, like, who's lighting these torches? And I'm like, just wait. And then like the pirates reveal themselves and she's like, that makes even less sense than the torches just being lit. <laughs> what are these people doing here? And, uh, and when he gets blown away by the cannon, she was just like, holy shit! Because like, it really does kind of... It's, it, it, it's an extremely violent yeah. moment. It's not graphic. So no, it's like, not, oh, it's this is absolutely fine yeah. for like a, a family adventure. But it is kind of like to see a human being who was just talking be treated like a Looney Tunes cartoon and just like slam against the wall. It's really like a Skyrim ragdoll. It's like getting hit by the giants in Skyrim. Just like... (laughs) And like the lead up to it too. He's like, I've got a gun pointed on you. What do you got to say about that? Yeah, and, and then it's like another thirty-five seconds before they fire the cannon. And yeah. it's like, what's going on? What, what are you? What are you guys doing with that cannon? Why are you like pointing that cannon? It wasn't point aimed at me before. And their whole the whole set is like a mini golf. It's the, like like they're on like Diana a Diana called. She was like, look at this Pirates of the Caribbean looking ship. Like well, it looks like the ride. They're in a pirate ship, but like it's not. It's like half a pirate ship that's like been made into like a lounge like they like cut like the back oh, of a ship I'm off. so happy that you reminded me of that because they fuck oh what was it called shit I'm not gonna be, um it's not like Margaritaville what's the other like spot oh. that you go to what's the other spot that you go to that's like Margaritaville and they're they're uh, they're unveiling like a new um lounge like themed like restaurant bar next spring and it's called like it's like um like not the hard rock it's not not that no it's like that it's yeah, something like, like a that. themed restaurant yeah, yeah it's a themed restaurant where it's called it's like um uh, like a lagoon's tavern something oh, okay. like that yep. and it's literally it looks like a half sunken building yeah between two waterfalls that lead into oh, a rainforest pool. cafe it's not that oh, okay Sorry. Two waterfalls that lead into a pool that you can like bring your drinks into outside the building. <laughs> that's like tucked between two like uh, crashed pirate ships. And I saw it this morning on the ride up here. Uh, and um, 
We never even said, too, that we we're actually recording from yeah. your, your headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are. Solitude, yeah. Finally got to come on up here. We're always complimenting you on your staircase behind you. Uh-huh. I have walked up and down those staircases <laughs> now. Happy to say they are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Live from upstate New York, the real upstate. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. the mid-upstate. They're still... You I mean, you're allowed, to, you're allowed to confirm or deny exactly where you live <laughs> as far as you want. I'm not... I'm too online for that. Um... But yeah, on our way up here, I was looking at that, and like that popped up, and I was like, "That looks exactly like the set at the end of the Phantom." <laughs> and just like this, you know, like that is made out of plastic. Yeah, that is not an actual rock. Well, it's funny to think that like the pirates, because that's not a real, that's not a ship. That's just like they had leftover ship or broken ship or a crashed ship that they've like now this is put a it hang. together and created like it yeah. looks like a lane hanged. Yeah, you know? like it looks like a fort that you go to to yeah. hang out. There's maybe other rooms in the caverns that, like, we're not seeing. Because it looks like they have tunnels that go back and stuff. There's, like, the whole... Yeah, they have to have, like, bedrooms and stuff mm. like that. They might have, like, their own little town in there. They might have wives. Yeah. That, well, that they're like, where, hey, where is my husband? Yeah. Oh, happened? my God. Oh, my God. They're all dead. <laughs> and then it just blows up. Because <laughs> Tree Williams is able to put together the three... Oh, yeah. The... Uh... And then the, the, the main pirate guy is like, but you don't have the fourth. Which is like just as confusing to us, the audience, as it is to Tree Williams. You're like, wait, hold on a second. A We've been saying three this whole time. And then, and then yeah, and then it just ends because he just catches it in his ring. He catches it in his ring. Um, he has the power of the Phantom. Mm-hmm. Um, he is Legion. <laughs> 20 of his ancestors are behind him. Um... What was that from? What was that from where it was just like, all of your ancestors are behind you? It wasn't Twilight. It wasn't Hunger Games. It's something like that. Mm. All of your ancestors are behind you. Shit, this is going to kill me. It's very silly. Never mind. We didn't didn't mention that he's, he's talking to his dead dad the whole movie. He's, he's got a... He's talking to his dead dad. Yeah, and people are like, who are you talking to? And he's like, oh, no one. So I'm talking to Longshanks. Yeah. Braveheart. <laughs> King Longshanks. Lord, Lord Longshanks. Uh, yeah, that was... And that's one of those earlier moments where you're like, oh, that's his dad. Okay. Wait, how old was his dad when James Remar <laughs> killed him? Cause, and then he's just like, oh, yeah, my dad died six years ago. And you're like, that was six years? What? <laughs> Again, I just love the idea of that old man in that exact same purple mm. costume talking to James Remar and James Remar being like, well, I'm going to trick this old man. And then him thinking that that's the same guy that he's fighting. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's the power of the Phantom. Um, maybe it took him 30 years to die. Maybe it was like yeah. a slow infection. Yeah, right. And it was right. like, oh, that is the knife that happened. James Remar is not that old, though. Ah, fuck. This doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to... Well, and I'll get, I was confused again because he was like, James Remar killed my dad. And I was like, oh, so James Remar was a pirate on the pirate ship when you were a boy? Yeah. You know? Because <laughs> I didn't... Oh, I, re- I remember what the... Uh, everyone that's come before you is behind you. It's fucking... Uh, Rise of Skywalker. It's oh, Rey at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. It's like all the Jedi come in. Uh-huh. I'm like, we're all with you, Rey. We're all with you. And that's... Movie. Just shoot the, the laser blast out. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Fucking... Somehow Palpatine returned. I mean, we know exactly how. Yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> everybody keeps being like, how'd it happen? I was like, excuse me. Oh, I guess you weren't a Star Wars they fan. Clearly they subscribe in for me. Yeah. Um I just noticed your Sega Genesis over there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I've been thinking about hooking up all my stuff. Uh, I finally brought my two TV down to like my first floor. Mm-hmm. We don't have a TV on my first, on, on our like main floor, like yeah. living room, dining room. We have like our downstairs projector room. I finally brought a TV, my two TV down there. And I'm like, I kind of want to just hook up the N64 or the Super Nintendo to this thing. And just like do that. Yeah. That's the way to go. A tube, yeah. Uh, with a tube. Yeah. No, my dad finally, you know, now I have the house, my dad can make me take my old stuff. So. Oh, that's exactly what happens every time I go to visit my parents. They're like, you want these two boxes of your shit? And I'm like, mm. I don't, but I don't, like, but no, like, I, you, you need to take these. I'm like, <laughs> okay. all right, I'll take the boxes. There's probably one or two things in there that I do want to hold on to, but there's 80 things and they just go up into my attic. Yeah. When me and Diana move, we'll finally go through it all. I mean, you know, games. Games are worth them now. Worth some stuff. I mean, hey, I, uh, I got, I still have all of my like, I got my like gold Ocarina of Time. Mm. You know, mm. I got my Super Mario Bros. sixty four. Like, mm. I've got things that I can sell, but I just kind of just don't want. To sell. Right. You know, because I'm a hoarder. Yep. I have just the guilt of of getting rid of things. Uh, does this mean are we are we putting off talking about Spawn? Is this? Oh no! Well, let's let's do. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's kind of what that was. Yeah. Me and you already kind of said as we were going into this, we're like, "Spawn." I don't really have too much to talk about. I got a couple bits. Yeah. Lined up as I yeah. always do. Yeah. That's that's the, the job. classic bird. That's the job. Yeah. That's the host. Um. So Spawn. Um. Nineteen ninety-seven. He yeah. Nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, directed by Mark A Z Dippe. Dippe. I don't know. Dippy, <laughs> Dippy, uh, who is m- more of a uh, visual effects artist, which uh, you can tell, which you can tell, uh, yeah. who worked on a lot of great shit. He like did, it's yeah. hard to make I fun of like, him yeah. when you're like, this is the Terminator Two guy, this is the Abyss guy, this is the Jurassic Park guy, just to name a few of dozens. Um, it is funny that like I did find out that Spawn was originally it was more of a again this movie is a crisp ninety minutes. It was originally like. I think the first cut was close to two hours and it was much more grounded. There wasn't a whole lot of CGI in it. There were CGI <laughs> elements that you had to have. Uh-huh. Like, I think the cape was a big one. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, and obviously something like the violator yeah. uh, was a big one. Apparently hell was just a black room mm. and voices would come around and talk to him. Uh, and that was pretty much it. Huh. Uh, and then they were like, this movie's really good. Do more. But don't make it so intense. So they cut a bunch of it and then just put a bunch of CGI in it. And in order to connect those scenes, they would just have um, uh, Michael J. White come in in the makeup and just perform moments where he was like, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Because they would just be like, we just need you to come in, like sit in three hours of makeup just for like, you know, a chest up shot Uh and deliver like three lines of dialogue while you're on this roof in three different spots so that we can connect things. And he's like, I have no fucking idea what's happening. All of a sudden there's a kid. Uh, it's funny shit. Uh, the movie is bad. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, 
You know, Todd McFarlane, uh, the guy who created... Yeah, you want to talk this, about, like, yeah. Spawn Mania and that? Like, yeah. Because that I was mean, a big thing in, like, late 90s, early 2000s was McFarlane and, like, the McFarlane Empire, yeah. the McFarlane Toys. And from know. everything that I read about, he was involved oh, with yeah. the making of this movie. Like, he wasn't a writer, but he had, like, creative insight and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, like, final say on certain things. So it does strike me as weird that it is, like, kind of so different from, like, what the Spawn comics are. Mm. Well, and I had... I never had many, but I had one or two Spawn comics. And they were, like, grotesque, you know? Like, he was, like, doing that... The first person to really do that style or the first person to popularize that style Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, just nasty, nasty drawings of, Mm -hmm. like, big buff guys and then a monster that has, like... The skinniest, nastiest proportions with drool all over it. You yeah, know? just like kind of, just like oh, just kind of draw whatever I want. Like the uh, the violator is like one of five. If like I, I was looking at this thing and I was like, oh, I slightly remember that where it's like there's that old joke, quote unquote, that uh, John Leguizamo says. Where he's like, I'm not the Vindicator or the Vibrator. I'm the Violator. There, there are actually oh, five yeah, V demons. names. Yeah. And they're all similar, I think, where, like, they can turn into a weird design, like, a weird clown. Uh-huh. And then they turn into, like, a big... Nasty. Demon. Nasty, monstrous thing. And they all have, like, kind of different proportions and stuff like that. And you could see why something like that would, one, be fun to come up with on the McFarlane side. And then also fun for, like, people that are reading it to be, like what's this thing look like? Like when, when you're introduced to a new one kind of thing, like, so that what I'm getting like with that is like all the design elements of it really like the violator looks really cool in this. Mm -hmm. I really haven't seen something that looks like that pre 1997, like in a movie. And again, this was like a movie where they were just like, look what we did. Look. (laughs) And I'm just like, how does the violator look like that? And then, like, the quote-unquote devil looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> devil and looks when so you find out, you're like, no, the, all this stuff in hell was supposed to be in a black room. So we really had to just pull together some money to make this happen. And you've got all the little spawn characters that are essentially yeah. just, like, doing the same, Those, that like, was two awesome. seconds of yeah. stuff. <laughs> that was, like, that's really bad. There's, like... You know, I would say, like, video game cutscenes in, like, 2004 that looked like that, you know? It's one of those movies that's, like, in 1997, they had absolutely no idea what HD was. Yeah. DVDs had, like, just started maybe kind of being a thing, and they were like, well, we're never going to get above fucking 720. (laughs) Where is there to go with that? Over a thousand? We can't possibly do that. This will be fine. It's like you watch movies from the 80s now, and you can crystal clear see... Oh, we didn't mention... Oh, I have to go back real quick to The Phantom. Okay. The scene in the beginning where the uh, the plane crashes, uh-huh. um, there is a very clear moment. For solid seconds, you can see somebody with, like, a green suit <laughs> in the pilot chair awesome. that they just forgot. They forgot, forgot to, to get rid of yeah. him. Awesome. Diana pointed it out. I was too busy watching the obvious stunt doubles, like, jump on the thing. I was like, that... They didn't even try to make that look like Christy Swanson. That is a man in a wig. Um, and Diana was like, they left that guy in the, in the cockpit. I was like, what are you talking about? And we like rewound it and paused it. It's amazing. Big old honking green head. Awesome. There you can see it. Um, for our special effects corner. For, mm-hmm. uh, Spawn. I love the special effects corner. Um, had you ever seen Spawn? The yes, Spawn before? I did see. I watched it on Netflix uh, maybe a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Wait, did you rewatch it? Yeah, I rewatched oh, it for the Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's just like, ah. I mean, I like Michael Jai White. It's insane how good he looks in this movie. I was like, wait, how old is Michael Jai White? Right, because Black this? Dynamite, he looks great. He looks Dynamite. fucking phenomenal. I, please, I just have to shout out Black Dynamite. For Black being, Dynamite, I mean, uh, he fantastic. plays Jax in like, the, the Mortal Kombat legacy oh, like, yeah. shows yeah, and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Um, which I watched for the 8-Bits episode that we did, which I was like super happy that I watched those because mm-hmm. they're like some of the best Mortal Kombat stuff out there. Mm. Um, I was like, wait, that can't be Michael J. White. What is he, like 20 years old? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he's like 28 years old. And he just like, you're like, oh, okay. I guess that makes sense too because when I think of Spawn, I just think of like the burnt, messed yeah. up thing. Like he's only him, him for, for like, like oh, 10 minutes, not yeah. even. Again, like a nice crisp ninety minute movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Sheen plays the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> with nice jet black hair, smokes clove cigarettes. Yeah, and then like Wasamo, like you said, is the vindicator, the violator, the violator. Uh, which I didn't. Re- I don't think on. I don't think I realized on my first watching that it was him, or if I did, I forgot because it's like he really. They got him in that fat suit, like. Oh yeah, the whole time, and it, even he's not the, even really doing the same voice. He's thing. not doing the same voice. I think it's more the uh, like the inflection on certain. Yeah. Once you know it, that's what clicks it. You're like, yeah. oh right, that is how he talks when he's trying to be annoying. Yeah, like the have you ever seen <laughs> the pest? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. Oof, you don't need to, but it's like <laughs> it's probably second to like most annoying thing John Leguizamo's ever done. This being number one, like with a bullet, <laughs> like this is like. Mount Everest and everything else is like you know that hill over there. He's like a really gross looking clown. He's like, a gross looking you know, clown. Yeah. Uh, he makes a bunch of poop dick jokes. Yeah. Uh, he makes some like really like I love a good like ironic reference dad joke. Mm-hmm. Like when he says like I want you to do the apocalypse now <laughs> to Martin Sheen and he's just like. <sighs> Where you like you can tell too. It's like it is John Leguizamo coming up with all of this shit. It's happening too fast, and it's so crude and weird that, like, oh, that wouldn't be scripted. They didn't write down, like, skid marks. Like, they didn't do that whole bit. He came up with that. And they were just like, get me some underwear that's got skid marks on it. I've got an idea. If I remember from the comics, he was really nasty in the comics. Oh, sure, yeah. They're they're all, like, they're pervert demons. They're, you know, their whole job is to, like, you know be perverts and torture you to death for the rest of eternity. Oh, you know? so, I, I, yeah. get, I get yeah. why they're yeah. doing it. It's more how. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that exact line and he's like, why do you guys always focus on why when how is so much more fun? Yeah. Um, how is just so much more annoying in this sense. Uh, he looks insanely crazy in that fat suit. Um, I read somewhere that I think he like he, he had to, like, shit his pants, like, twice to make in the movie because it took too long to get it out, to get it off. Uh, I don't want that. I, I, I read that. I don't know if it's true. I'd like to believe that it is. Uh, uh, he He's doing that, like, that weird thing where if John Leguizamo had only done something like this character once, hmm. where he's playing, like, a little person, if he, only, if he had only ever done it once, he'd be like... It's weird that he did that. He's done it twice. Because in Moulin Rouge, he also plays a dwarf. Where he's just like on his knees, like walking uh, around. And you're like, why does he keep doing this? <laughs> like, John Leguizamo is like also not that tall to begin with. Mm-hmm. He's probably something like 
5556, which is like the average height of the white American male mm-hmm. um, in the 21st century. I didn't know if you knew that. No. 56 is, that's my height. I don't concern myself with. Oh, you don't think about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you were showing me around your beautiful house again, and uh, you went out to the garage, and you have this gigantic garage. And you lifted up the garage door. We walked around inside this place. And as we were leaving, I'm like, does he have like a chain or a rope to be able to reach that? And you just like, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever, you're already tall to begin with. I don't think I ever thought about your reach with these <laughs> arms of yours. You just like became 10, you hit 10 feet and just like grabbed onto this thing and pulled it down. <laughs> it was a lot like, I felt like a... Uh, it's it's like being like uh, one of the hobbits around like Gandalf, where I was like, yo, Jesus. But yeah, five six, um, completely average height to be, nothing to be ashamed of at all. Um, and p- sometimes people have growth spurts after uh-huh. thirty five all the time. That's the thing all I used to hear time. all the time in high school is when people would see me, they would come up to me like, "Oh, I'm tall," and then they would say, "You know, I'm supposed to be tall. The doctor said that I should be tall." I was like, I, "This has." Nothing to do with me. I don't care. I, I didn't think anything about it. I, I love that. I want to use that so much. Yeah. Like, you know, the doctors told me that I'm eventually going to be told. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. Well, great. awesome. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. This is a great... Yes, it is weird when I look down at people's heads when I'm talking to them. Have a nice day. Um, yeah, it's just weird that he does that twice mm-hmm. in these two kind of big prolific movies. They're two very different movies. He's not doing the same thing yeah, in yeah. these movies. <laughs> Um, Michael Jai White too is like really good in the movie mm-hmm. uh, surprisingly so where like you actually I actually kind of I don't like the movie at all mm. but I do feel bad for Spawn where I'm just kind of like oh, he's wanting to get his wife back yeah and then they're just like now five years went by you're like gone five years yeah. went by I like that touch where it's just like oh to really piss him off and obviously too they have like the narration of like the the night Mm-hmm. To be able to kind of fill in those holes, which is an obvious edit hack now yeah. that you can kind of, now that you think Yeah, this whole it. movie reeks of like editing. They're edit. just like, yeah. no, 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 we need to kind of get this out. Uh, I love how stupid the movie, not thinks, knows that the audience is because they know that they're not doing a good enough job explaining this stuff. So at the beginning, three different times... Um, like at three different sections, they then you show you some of the movie, then they go back to this thing where it's like fire and stuff, and mm-hmm. he narrates. And when he says somebody's name or who they are, they show a picture of the character so that you know, like when they're like, "This is me, I'm talking." <laughs> and you they show a picture of him. And it's like they sent a a a a, a, rep, a lieutenant, and they show the clown, and like to to find like oh, a human to help, and they show Martin Sheen. You're like, okay, yeah, they're really. Just making it like, don't be confused. We did a really good job on this. <laughs> and the, I mean, just it was—it's a really fun voice for the the narrator too. Like, oh, it's so weird. He was sent to hell. It's—it's <laughs> it's an odd choice. Like, so I don't—I am not familiar with that actor. Mm. Apparently, he's huge. Uh, Nicole Williamson. Um, I mean, he's Merlin and Excalibur. That was something that I recognized, but I was like, I also do not recall that. He's in Return to Oz, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Uh, he's in The Exorcist 3. He's Father Morning in The Exorcist 3. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but it, it just seemed to me, I think he's much more of like a kind of like BBC old school oh, yeah. uh, kind of like fit. Yeah. Um, because I was reading stuff where they were like, the character needs to have a beard. And he was like, fuck you. <laughs> 
And they were like, what? And he's like, I'm not growing a beard. And they're like, no, 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 sir. You don't have to grow a beard. Like, we'll give you a fake one. And he was like, I said, fuck you. And like, so he doesn't have a beard. And I'm like, why did they let this guy do that? While they're like pumping Michael Jai White, like just full of like, all of this shit every single day. This guy doesn't want to put on a beard. I hate him. Um, and apparently this is his final role. No, I love, I love, I love when like, you know, like a BAFTA award, like a knighted, like a sir so-and-so like mm-hmm. goes out on like a nineteen ninety. <laughs> he didn't even go out on it. Like he had, he, uh, this movie came out in 1997. He died in 2011. Okay. He had time if he, he wanted to make really this wanted. not his last one. I think he thought it was funny. Um... Yeah, this yeah masterpiece theater and stuff like that. Like yeah. he played Macbeth. Yo, of course, yeah, right. Everyone does. Uh, he was in Columbo. He's in the Goodbye Girl. It's just like a lot of stuff that you just like start going down there, and you're like, laughter in the dark from 1969. No offense to that movie, but what the fuck is that? It's rated X. Oh. Hey, interesting. Okay. Add to watch list. <laughs> a married middle-aged art critic and 16-year-old Margot uh, uh, <laughs> begin an affair uh-oh, and develop a troublesome, mutually parasitic relationship. Huh. Who plays Margot? Anna Karina. <laughs> this movie sounds great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! This Man. movie. It was a different time theater. It was yeah. a different time. Peter yeah. Bowles, Jean Claude Giraud. Wow. Oh, French. Added to the watch list, it. definitely. But yeah, you are right. It is one of those funny things where you're just like, I am a fame. Like what Anthony Hopkins is doing now, where he's just like, every time he's in a Thor movie, even for a moment, he's like, okay. Now I have to go and do like two things that might win me an Academy Award, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> and then everyone's like, well, you were barely in that Thor movie. And he's like, just in case. <laughs> um, what else we got with Spawn? Who plays Mar- Martin Sheen's little... Uh... Oh, is I just had it pulled up. Um, D.B. Sweeney? You talking about Terry, or are you talking about his? No, his not family? Terry. Uh, uh, Melinda Clark, yeah. who plays a uh, priest. She's I remember her from. Um, she's uh, uh, Julie Cooper from the OC. Oh, that's what I was like. Who the fuck is that? She's very um, uh, Natalia uh, on a top. Very much, yeah. yeah. Kind of in like, and there's also like a lot of like you can see the kind of play that they're doing with Captain Zeta Jones mm. in the Phantom with that mm-hmm. too, where it's like that misdirect of like dressed all in black. Ice cold, uh, like I want to kill these people on this plane, and the only reason I didn't is because you fessed up. So I didn't really hurt anybody. So I can still I, be your buddy. Like they're like best friends at the end of that movie. They're like, yeah, they Hi, are. Catherine, they really are friends, Hi, Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> you ready to go to New York City? Let's go. Us girls gotta stick together. Um, yeah, there's her, and then yeah, you were talking about a. Uh, uh, Terry, yeah, who's D.B. Sweeney, was originally supposed to be played by Edward fucking Norton. <laughs> but he, <laughs> they have a similar goatee. They do, yeah. Right. But this was like right before he blew up, and he took rounders instead. Which good call, yeah, Edward. Good one. Yeah, changed the course of your career forever. Uh, and then who plays the wife? Uh, Wanda. Uh, Teresa. Randall. Teresa Randall. What's she in? Oh, she's uh, Bad Boys. Oh, okay. That's her big one. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. She plays, uh, she's the 
Is she Martin Lawrence's wife in that? I don't know. Is she Martin Lawrence's wife or Will Smith's girlfriend? Mike Lowry. Um, she is uh, Teresa Burnett married to Marcus Burnett, who is Martin Lawrence's character. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. Mike Lowry. Um, yeah, she's uh, really funny in the movie, too, because she's essentially just has to, like, look at things and yeah. be like... I am just a person. What is going on? Because, like, at least Terry's character is aware of, like, there's a virus. And my boss is being manipulated by something that seems confusing. Maybe not otherworldly, but confusing nonetheless. And she's just kind of like, do we have enough bread in the house for our daughter? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like, there's this, like, crazy clown showing up that's, like, doing a bunch of innuendos. Mm Uh... I just can't imagine being her. Like when she sees uh, uh, burnt to a crisp spawn, spawn, and she's she, she thinks it's like you know a homeless guy. Like, yeah, she genuinely is like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> where's the, the guy? And then uh, like was almost like a moment, be like, oh, that's my that's my boy, that's oh, my buddy. Bad crispy, yeah, bad crispy. <laughs> yeah, my um, sidekick. And then gives her a, a toy that never comes up again. Yeah. He gives her like a little like baby exorcist and it's just like a little doll of him that like spits out like green gas but then nothing happens. I maybe yeah that was like a a bomb or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, There's the reveal too uh, with Wanda that correct me if I'm wrong I guess in theory the Violator's main like power is that he can hide his form so he can just turn into Wanda at the end of the movie for like that fake out that doesn't happen any other time in the movie like I guess he's dressed like a clown like a real clown at first Mm -hmm. yeah he is he's a regular clown but he's still so mad yeah I don't yeah I don't think he shapeshifts at all any other time in the movie it's just at the end I guess it's like just a reveal that he can do that yeah and he's just like I'm Wanda but, like, yeah, I mean, but Violator, like, the monster is, like, so much more, like, powerful, it seems like, mm-hmm. in all of these, but he just doesn't do that until the very end. I guess, so the clown is just, like, that's the most perverse form that he wants to take as, like, his identity kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, he can just transform into anybody if he wants. When, yeah, when he's on on the human plane, he wants to be a really gross-looking pervert guy yeah. because that's, that's what he is. That's what he is, and that's what he likes. Yeah. That's more power to him, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to shame him on that. He can do whatever he wants. Um, I mean, yeah, we've gotten way more juice out of Spawn than I really thought we were going to. I mean, that that final scene where they have, like, the fight and then he goes to hell to really finish the movie and it's, like, the worst CG is really... So- and then, like... It's just, very unfortunate that yeah. that's where they end the movie. And <laughs> just shoots, shoots green lightning out of him and kills every other Spawn in the world, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. awesome. It is an interesting bit of, like, it's just, like, the suit that Spawn wears that we know, like, the iconography at that point of, like, the Spawn suit. It's like, no, that's just, like, a suit that he gives all of the soldiers. It's just Mm. a suit of armor that everybody has. Mm. He's just really good at controlling it because he's good. You know, he, he did bad things for a good reason and then was fucked over. So he doesn't belong there, that kind of like, that kind of thing. Where yeah. It's just like, he has to overcome his own demons, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, in order to become a hero for now. And then Spawn's like, that's one of those things where with the way that, 
McFarlane is so prolific. It's crazy they haven't rebooted it yet, but I think that's been in that's been one that's been in hell for a long time. You know, no mm-hmm. pun intended. Uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I got it. No, I got it. No, that's been in like development hell forever. Haven't like the I feel like a, a Spawn movie? reboot has been threatened for the past like twenty years. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think just as much as like like last year this time last year it was like it's happening mm-hmm. it's happening and I think it's just getting held up because the script sucks yeah but like they're like people are ready to get in there they're kind of talking about bringing some actors back from the original oh. as well like Michael Jai White has said he's just like would love to hmm. you know and he's still in great shape yeah uh, if he's down to get in the chair and do that again and again and again and again I'm down with it I mean still I mean superhero movies are cooling off but you know, it's it's an established property. It's got a lot of visual stuff already. You don't have to do a ton, uh, like, to create that world, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, yeah, that now you can... Did you see the trailer for um, the new Percy Jackson show? No. That it looks like pretty much the entire thing was just shot on a void. Or, well, that's what they're called? The, uh, the void. Ma- isn't it called a massive? No, it's... It, what's the word? It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the oh, giant, what? the giant screen. The big giant screen. Yeah. It's not the void. Let's Google big giant screen Mandalorian. What's it called? The God damn it! <laughs> this again, great great audio. Uh, yeah. Invisibly, formerly called Stagecraft. <laughs> just give just, us the just, name. What's the name of it? Uh, virtual set. God damn it! Um, <laughs> it's being filmed on the on the big orb in um, Vegas. Yes. <laughs> Come on, the virtual set. I know that this thing has a. It name. has a funny name. Yeah. The volume. That's it. Okay. okay. God damn it! It yeah. took a while to get down there. <laughs> Thank you, rapbook.com. <laughs> the invisible, <laughs> the invisible stagecraft screen. Um, all right, the volume. Uh, it's like every single scene, whether it's like at a grocery store or mm-hmm. in like a mythical beach land, it's all on the vault. Gotta be at it. Yeah. And it was just like, this looks like the fakest fucking thing I've we ever seen. We can't find a real grocery store. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't watch all this stuff in 4K. Like, I haven't hit 4K yet. Mm-hmm. I have a 2K projector. PlayStation 5 works just fine for me. Honestly, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of VHS on it, so it does not matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine what those things look like in 4K motion smoothing. Where you're just like, it already looks so fake. Yeah. Where are we? What is this? Um, but that that's like at the end of it, like when it when it just like turned in in hell. Yeah. It just becomes this kind of thing of just like, none of this is real. None. Nothing at all. Not one physical component. And it doesn't look like you're trying. Yeah. Like when that monster comes up, or like Malabeth or whatever his yeah, name the, is. Yeah, whatever the devil guy is. Yeah. Oh. And I, there's a quote from, uh, I think, the director, or maybe one of like the visual effects people. They were like, oh yeah, the, so the voice doesn't really line up, uh, because we wanted it to seem like it. his mouth doesn't move because we wanted it to sound like he was speaking from hell. And I'm like, eh, bullshit. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, again, I, I, uh, I respect the Riz. In attempting to be like, I can pull this off. <laughs> like they got up that morning, they were like, "All right, I have the interview today where we're gonna they're gonna ask that question for sure." Mm-hmm. Now my answer is gonna be this. Now I can pull this off. 
I can convince them. They're like looking at themselves in the mirror and like, you got, it was all on purpose. You got this. And then they said it. And then I read it years later. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe them. Wow. They tried it. Um, the only other thing I had on mine, because you said you had like no notes. No. This. Yeah. No. Um, the only thing I had on mine was uh, the kid. Yeah. Is uh, Miko Hughes, who is like the kid from Pet Cemetery, the kid from Kindergarten Cop, oh. the kid from um, uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, the kid from Mercury Rising. Like, he's just like... Prolific kid. The go-to kid, like when he was that age, which is like... You got a movie in like the late 80s and early 90s that you need to be maybe a little creepy or maybe a little bit, you know, past his years. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Miko. Mm. Um, I always love in this movie, too, when he uh, he's like spitting the, the sandwich out. Uh, and his dad is just like, what are you doing, boy? Yeah. He's spitting out perfectly good food. Yeah, and then and Spawn like, is like, rotten. <laughs> and he's like, eat this. Yeah, he does that. Yeah. And then Spawn goes to like kill his dad, and he's like, no, don't kill my dad. He's like, well, he's beating the hell out of Yeah, you know? I do like, he's like, oh, well, it's your dad. That makes it okay. <laughs> um, and then the other bum that's like picked up at one point in that scene, like later on when he's fighting the violator, oh, yeah. that's Todd McFarlane. Oh, okay. So if you felt like they really focused in on him picking up that bum for a little bit, well, it looks too like longer. he's dead, dead. But then he's yeah. not afterwards. No. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it looks like he like grabs him and like breaks his neck and then throws him at Spawn. But then like later on, like Spawn's like picking him up off the ground. <laughs> okay. Hey. Um. That's it. That's all I got yeah. for Spawn. Uh, costume looks cool. Yeah. I like it when the cape good. comes out. Yeah. Like makes him into bricks. The cape and the cape where he flies away. That that was like a pretty good scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that's the sort of thing where like, you know, now with the modern CG, I mean, basically they're Spawn is very Venom like. They could just really do like a, a Venomy kind of thing with Spawn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the it. costume looks cool, and I feel like now that Spawn has been out of the, like the kind of like public eye culture of it all, mm-hmm. where it's like. He's recognizable. I think most people younger than us might be able to be like, that's Spawn. But they would at least be like, I recognize that. And McFarlane doesn't rule like the alt comic sort of thing like he did in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like there, like it was a big, like you, you read like, you either read like the Marvel DC or you read like Image and McFarlane. Like mm-hmm. it was like a big... Yeah. And it, it was, was like, like image empire. It was the aesthetic of like guys that listened to like metal for a long time, and it, it isn't really anymore. No. Yeah. No, it, it it's something where it's like you could see one of the streamers like out there right now that would really want to like dig their teeth in for like the dark version that's like gritty but serious, not like the boys or something mm-hmm. like that, which is like, you know, a very gritty, serious show that talks about like it's really smart. It's very smart. They talked about like a lot of cultural things that are important, such as like social media, uh-huh. political power, yeah, and like industries, are, like, corporations. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, but also like it's super gross. Like not just like violent and bloody. Like there's loads of that, but also there's like <clears throat> like dicks and, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. And just when you think like they're not gonna, there's no way. There's no way 
no way that they would show any more dicks. They do. Dude, they even blew up a dick. They blow up dicks what? all the time, man. It happens all the time. Every season, they're going to be like, if you thought last season was crazy, no, wait man, till you see was, this episode. That was so fucked up when they had that whole marketing campaign for the orgy episode. Oh, yeah. Like, That's so the craziest crazy. shit in the world. And then you saw it, and you're like, okay. No, I guess, man. It's fucking shows, man. Don't get me wrong. I do like it. I do like watching them. Yeah. And then when they're over, I'm like, all right, whatever. It's kind of like drugs. <laughs> it's like when I do them, I'm like, this is fun. And then like when it's over, I'm like, all right. I can't watch. I have done that? I can't watch more than like two or three in a sitting. No, or no, else I'm like, no. oh my God. When I, when I do two, I usually, I'm kind of pushing myself yeah. a little bit. Especially if like there's one that's like particularly like out there, bro. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like, can we just like watch an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> so I can have hope in humanity again? We were talking about before we hopped on the record where it was like, I feel like with the boys in Gen V, I'm finally getting to like that age where it's like when our parents would like watch us play like shooter video games and be like, we have, we have a culture come too far. Are we brainwashing <laughs> our kids? We're like, this is entertainment. And it's like now I watch things like The Boys and Gen V that are just like so outwardly self-involved in their violence and their like one-upsmanship of themselves of like, what's the grossest fucking thing that we can do, bro? I'm just kind of like, and, and, they're, and it's just being eaten up. Like, like society is just like, yes, absolutely. I wish there was more of this. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. The kids are watching Skibbity Toilet, man. They're not watching The Boys. Skibbity Toilet? Oh, we can't get into it. What's it's a, Skibbity Toilet? It's a, I, don't, I don't even really know that much. It's just like, it's a, a, a animation made on Gmod, the, the Half-Life uh, sort of engine. Okay. Uh, and it's I think it's a couple game assets, but it's a whole thing where people just make these videos with that, with a character that's a toilet guy. Uh, and it's what? all, it's like, it's like, I, we had sort of like a similar, like weird YouTube sort of thing, but this is like, this yeah. is stuff for iPad kids. Mm -hmm. iPad kids watch this. I remember like, uh, well, you're an iPad kid now. Oh uh, yeah, I He's guess so. Yeah. Uh, you remember that Simpsons game that you could get where you could create your own Simpsons episode? No. You don't remember that? No. Like you, they gave you like, uh, like every character and you could make them do different oh, things in awesome. different scenes. And then each character had like 250 possible, like. Voice, line. voice lines yeah. that you could put in and you could create you know at the time they were just like anything you want but it was like you can create those 250 things mm -hmm. uh, that kind of reminds me of that where I would just like make ones that didn't make any sense and we would just my, me and my friends we were like 12 years old just laugh our asses at them yeah. in my computer room yeah I think it's it's a little bit it's, it is the that kids like absurd things but it's a little bit I feel like the veil of like what's absurd has been or the veil of how much pretense you have to put in front of your absurdity has oh, anti, shifted a anti-comedy yeah destroyed everything yeah like, like like spongebob is a lot of stimulus and a lot of flashing and yes. stuff but at least there's a plot but like a lot of these i feel like spongebob 2 is probably the last one of those that like was able to pull that off like from like the ren and stimpy's the rockers yeah that was able to pull that off in like a popular manner before you kind of got to something like Adventure Time, which doesn't have like the same kind of grossness to it, but still has like the story mm -hmm. and like the kind of like deeper themes and everything. And then after that, it's just kind of like, can you make these shorter? 
And can it be like just three minutes long and like not make any sense? Can to it my just parents? be screaming? Yeah. Can it just be? All I want to be able to show my parents and then go like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" That's <laughs> yeah. what I want. Yeah. That's what it is now. It's just yeah, it's just stimulus. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, like the. Have you ever seen the vine of like uh, the guy like screaming and like walking down his hallway looking like a weirdo, and then it shifts right over to his dad at the dinner table like looking like what the fuck <laughs> no. is going on. <laughs> It's that. It's, the, yeah. it's that. Only it's everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these kids. Yeah, these damn these kids. These damn kids. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm 37 years old. I don't want to. I don't want to die in this world. <laughs> I want the world to be a better place than when I leave it. And I feel like it's only getting worse. Well, I'm trying as hard as I can. I'm talking about Spawn. Yeah. And and Judge Dread in, in in 2023. I'm doing my part. I don't understand like why the rest of the world can't help out. Yeah. I appreciate what you're doing as well. Like I really do. But mm. I feel like we need more. What's the name of this fucking show again? The name was really. It's funny. not a. It's not a show. It's not a show. It's a thing. Skibbity toilet. Skibbity again. I don't even really know. I, I I feel like a boomer when I talk about it because it's not for me. I just know that that I'm online Skibbity enough toilet. to know that it is a thing. I don't know really anything this is, about. Yeah, it. this one's uh, this one's missed me so far. Well, all right. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah. Um. Nice to have an in-person one. This it was very tricky. nice. I'm Obviously very excited. Times. We're yeah. gonna do. We're gonna do some dinner uh, when Diana gets back from her little lunch date. Uh, what, what are we doing for dinner? Well, I've got just, some chicken kebabs. Just some chicken do. kebabs. Yeah. And grill up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. All right. Cool. Uh, well. Um. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can go to StoryScreenPresents.com for all of our other fun stuff. Other podcasts, other uh, movie reviews, go on over to our Patreon and give us money for this silly shit. Uh, We'd really appreciate it. Um, And you can also check out our events page where if you live in the area or you're going to be in the general Hudson Valley at any point in the near future, uh, we got loads of screenings and events. And um, keep an eye out on our social medias uh, for some fun announcements coming up as far as uh, some big changes over at Story Screen HQ. Um... Going to be a really fun one, and uh, me and Timothy are going to have to try and think about what we're going to want to do next. Yeah. Uh, this was a fun thing. We took our time with it. Yeah. I feel like that's what was fun. Like, we didn't do it every month. We are just like, when we're ready and we have, like, an open slot, you ready to watch The Phantom again? Because <laughs> I feel like when we came up with the initial nine, you were like, I literally just watched Spawn. <laughs> so it was like a year ago now so we're like we'll take our time and Spawn's like the last one so it'll be fine I do like that you watch Spawn on your own though I, yeah I forget why I put it on they popped it on HBO Max like a year ago yeah so that has to be yeah you were just like oh sure yeah and I think minutes. I think I just remember hearing about it and being like oh I've never watched it mm-hmm. yeah um oh I, well I, I did all that did I do everything as far as like follow us on social media all of that stuff yeah. Thank you guys again so much for listening. And what, Tim, what's your favorite one of the nine that we covered? In this? Oh, favorite one. I'm like, maybe Ju- Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd's my favorite of these three. And then it was The Shadow, The Crow, The Mask. I would say The Shadow's my favorite of those three, although The Mask is like a perfect movie. But if we're talking about these movies, and then the first one was Rocketeer. Dark Man and Dick Tracy. I would say The Rocketeer is probably my favorite one out of all these. I put Judge Dredd as my favorite. Judge Dredd's a, probably a close second or third yeah. behind something like Dark Man or The Mask. 
Probably The Rocketeer, just because The Rocketeer is one of those movies where, kind of like The Phantom 2, if I ever got oddly big enough, like in Hollywood directing movies, which uh-huh. is probably not going to happen, but who knows? I could like lose my fucking mind and yeah. then just become a movie director. Who knows? Um, I would always love to make a direct sequel to either The Rocketeer or The Phantom, where that movie is canon, and 30 years later, we are... Following back up with these characters because it is like the Phantom's almost thirty yeah, years, right? yeah. and it could be like you know his son got a better cast, and yeah. you could make fun of legacy sequels like that. Like mm. that's how you do that. Mm. But with the Rocketeer, I feel like you could make a really solid like fifteen years later a new Rocketeer kind of thing. Yeah, the Rocketeer is my favorite one. Mm. I think I dread resonated the most because I I think I was just a little comic book fatigued, and it's the least. Well, it's at least superhero, and it still is comic book. It's really just it really just places the '90s sci-fi mm-hmm. movie for the most part. Which it's the nice. one that's like the most similar while being the most different from how comic book movies are made today. Yeah, like it's got a lot of the same DNA that everybody was learning from to start like that 2008 kick mm-hmm. Marvel DC stuff. But enough has changed now through those where you're like, well, this thing's kind of charming. Yeah, yeah, in its sincerity. Uh, Alright, that's it. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys again, and thank you, Tim. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, oh, what do you got in there? I don't know what happened. Is somebody watching TV downstairs? I don't know. <laughs> is it your new iPad? I think it is. Oh, you said hey Siri. I said hey Siri. Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, and I just, oh, God damn it. <laughs> wow. I'm from that far away. That's going to be perfect for the end of the episode. <laughs>